It is just 10 minutes away from 10 o'clock and joining me on the line right now is the independent member for Goida, Kezia Purick. Good morning, Kezia. Hey, good morning, Katie. Kezia, how are you going? Are you, uh, are you in, well, caught up in this uh, situation at the moment? Yes, I am, Katie, and everyone else who attended the Melbourne Cup day at the Minamar pub uh, because of the lying woman from Melbourne. Um, I was there with a group of five girls, and uh, we got a text yesterday in the morning saying, come in contact with a close contact, and I thought, that can't be right, because you know, I knew about the Minamar servo being you know, a possible place of interest. So I rang them to check, and I said, look, it's not on the government website. I've checked there too. I rang Tony Innes, the owner. I said, Tony, have you heard anything? And he said, no. And he's the owner of the business. But the lady on the government um, COVID line did say that there possibly is a delay and it'll be up there soon. And she said there's two locations. There's the Minimar Tavern and the Humpty Doo Pub. And I went, bloody hell, you have all days, Melbourne Cup days. Mm-hmm. But just a, couple, just a couple of things, Katie. You know, the chief minister coming out and trying to name and shame a business, that is just outrageous. You know, where does he get off doing that? I was there and all my mates were there and lots of other people I know. There's no way there were 250 people there. You know, I know how, how many that place can hold and I've been there on other Melbourne Cup days and I, I put a guesstimate at about 250, 280. So, you know, if, if he's trying to scaremonger people, well, that, at the expense of someone else and particularly a business, which is going through tough times anyway, I mean, that's just shameful, you know, and it, it goes, to, it goes to show again that uh, he's not a leader's bootlace, that's for sure. Casey, you know, that, 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 that pub is a good pub. It's got a long history. Um, it's got a long history. I mean, I know it when it from being a kid. Mm. I know Tony and his family have worked very hard in that business to provide lots of entertainment, you know, to lots of people over the years. Well, and Kezia, we caught up with Tony just a short time ago, and he obviously, okay. he'd said that he copped it on the chin, obviously, that, uh, sure, you know, that sure. they could have been doing more to make sure that people were checking in. Um, yeah. I still think that we all need a bit of personal responsibility when it comes to checking in, because re- the reality is, like, you know, even at your sporting events and community events, um, not everyone's got a volunteer or got somebody there to make sure that absolutely every person's checking in. Like, yeah. we should be doing it ourselves. It is, it is tough, but I agree. It, it, we all have to take some responsibility. I mean, we take responsibility for our PIN number, for our cards, and make sure that that's kept well hidden in our brain somewhere. Um, but clearly, obviously, myself and my friend here all checked in because that's why we got a text. And I spoke to a couple of other people I knew there, and they said, oh, no, I think I forgot. I said, well, get on the COVID line now mm. and stop yourself in and get tested. And they did. Yep. But I, think, I, I agree with Tony. I've been to, excuse me, I've been to many businesses, and, and surveys for the stations are probably one of the main ones. I don't worry about it. I've got the piece of paper there, and if I haven't got my phone, you know, just sign and put my name in. But I think you're right that there has to be some kind of education program uh, that goes out across the business community and, and other places, you know, like chicken for football matches, to make sure that people do do the right thing for as long as you have to do it. Mm. But that when this kind of thing happens, I mean, adding up the Nunamar pub attendant pub plus the Humpty Doo pub attendant uh, plus wherever else this woman went, you know, that, that could have just been a, just a riot of cases across the top end, and mm. that would have been very, very sad. So I think there has to be a reinforcement of that message. If you don't have your, your phone with you, please sign the piece of paper. Some businesses are, are deadly. Like, I know one business in Winelli, where you can get tools, and um, all tools, and they will not let you come into their shop unless you check in somehow. Yep. Now, that's obviously a, a corporate position and good for them. Um, so, but not everyone's like that, and I, I think that's where some extra work needs to be done. And the other thing, Katie, I think we need to seriously look at the penalties for this kind of person. Like, uh, the WA experience should be looked at very carefully, and perhaps yep. we should copy that where those two blokes snuck over there to go to the football match. They got chucked straight in the slammer uh, and didn't get any bail until they went to court. Now, so, if this woman, 
Kezia, do you reckon that's what we should be doing here? Do you reckon we need to go a step further than just the $5,000 fine or whatever's been flagged and and actually make her do some jail time? Yes, I do. I mean, three months, whatever. I don't know what they did in WA, but I'm going to be writing to the Attorney General asking the government to look at it uh, because we're going to be with this pandemic for quite a while. And if there's one person like this lying woman, there'll be another person, man or woman. Now, she had the potential to infect the whole community across Darwin and the rural area. Um, bring great expense and hurt to not only the individuals, but to businesses, the government resources. Like when I went to the testing station at Morara, I mean, there were dozens of people there doing what they had to do. They've all got to be recruited. They've all got to be employed. So the cost to the community from her actions should be added up and then that should be weighed upon her um, and then possibly looking at jail time. Yes, and I've had great comments on my Facebook and elsewhere talking to people and, and they agree. They are horrified that, you know, she blatantly lied. Uh, and I don't know whether she knew whether she was infected or not, but as soon as she started to feel unwell, she would have known. Um, and, you know, you just can't go out and deliberately and maliciously um, set out to potentially harm communities. There has to be a strong message sent to people like that here in the Territory and elsewhere. Well, Kezia Purek, the independent member for Goida, we always appreciate your time. I was going to say, will we see you Friday for the week that was, but what do you have to do I now? So. You're going to be oh, in... Well, they... No, I've got to stay, basically stay home in Crimson. They, they, um, they say if you come from a hot spot or whatever, or all being in close, close, a close contact, you still have to stay for another seven days, I've got to stay, or six days, um, because you've been in contact with a close person. I think I get tested again on the Sunday, so... Uh, the 16th, I think, is when uh, I can get out and about again. So probably not this Friday, Katie, unless you want to do it by FaceTime. <laughs> well, Kezia Pirik, <laughs> we'll catch up with you again very soon, no doubt. I always appreciate no. your time. Thank you. No, Katie, thanks. Bye-bye. Thanks.